Welcome to Real Talk with Real Sisters. I'm Brooke. And I'm Emily. And this is a podcast where we have conversations about the real stuff. Everything from relationships, health, faith, and daily life. Today, Emily is in the hot seat and she'll be sharing with us a little bit about her life and experiences she's had. Before jumping into my life, we have our question of the week to go over. So since working from home, I've been listening to a lot more songs on my Spotify. What song have you been digging this week, Brooke? So I've been really digging this uh, electric guitar soloist. His name is Tom Mish, and he just came out with a new song with Yusuf, I think is the name. And the name of the song is Night Rider. It is so good. I'm obsessed. You'll definitely have to send that to me. You know I love Tom Mish. Yeah. The song that I've really been enjoying is called Strawberry Skies by Kid Travis. It just came up on my recommended songs on Spotify, and I can't stop listening to it. Nice. All right, so let's get into it. All right, Emily, are you ready for the hot seat? (laughs) I think I am. All right, so for those that don't know Emily, how old are you and where do you fall in line in the family? I'm 26, just turned 26 in May, and I am the second child of five. And being the second child, just tell me a little bit about what that was like and how it was growing up with four siblings. So I was always the organized one. I would wake everybody up to go to our homeschool programs or to go to church in the morning. I loved being close to my sisters and sharing our life together, although there was much arguing over petty things. But I feel like that's with most kids, especially when they're really young. But although I did like having a lot of siblings, I think I'm pretty set on just three kids for my own family. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work to handle five kids. I don't know how my mom and dad really did it, but it's a lot for sure. Yeah, I don't think I could have five kids, especially the closeness and age that we were. Even though I loved it, I don't think that I could do five kids. Yeah. Now tell me a little bit about your high school experience and especially with the underlying tone of being homeschooled. How was that for you? So I'm not going to lie, I really didn't love being associated with the title homeschool just because of what others thought of me because of it. I grew up shy, but I don't think it was because I didn't necessarily go to public school. You know, just like there's going to be shy people in the public school system, there are also going to be shy kids in the homeschool community. I also think I was shy because I didn't feel connected with anyone at the homeschool co-op. And for those of you listening who don't know what a homeschool co-op is, it's basically a place where a community of homeschooled families would come together and take classes once a week, usually in subjects that the parents weren't skilled in or needed help in. I think our co-op averaged around 70 to 80 kids in the grades K through 12. Anyways, I think I was shy because my older sister was and still is pretty extroverted and sociable. I would usually just hang out with the same people she did, but never made any of my own friendships. I wouldn't say I hated being homeschooled, but I think I would have preferred going to a public high school for at least my junior or senior year. Yeah, I felt the same way, definitely. It was just, I mean, I felt like I would have preferred to have a little bit more experience in public schooling just for social experience. Yeah, and I feel like if I went to a public high school, I would have felt maybe a little more comfortable walking into college Mm. because actually my first semester of college, I had a mini panic attack 
two weeks before my first day. I was begging my mom to let me go part-time instead of full-time because I thought I wouldn't do well, I wouldn't fit in, and I wouldn't be able to keep up with my grades. I just wasn't used to having to walk to different classrooms all across campus, having all these different teachers, and even sitting in a cafeteria full of strangers was weird. I was just very used to being familiar with who I hung around and my surroundings. Wow, I totally forgot about that too. Yeah. So also, we had a ton of extracurricular activities that we did growing up. So tell me about the ones that you were taking and which ones stuck and you loved and then which ones kind of you hated. So growing up, I had to learn to play the piano and I did learn some electric guitar. I didn't really love either of them and stopped probably right around the time I started high school. I also took ballet for over 10 years or at least when I was really little until about a junior in high school. I didn't love ballet either, and even though I tried really hard to be good at it, I just didn't like it. I convinced my mom to let me stop taking ballet, I think mid-year of 11th grade, just because I didn't want to do it anymore. It was a big commitment, and at the time I was going around five days a week, and that had been my life for the past few years. I just knew it was something I wasn't going to make a career out of or pursue any further, and I wanted to get my first job. I never ended up getting a job in high school because it actually is really hard to get hired that young and also juggle your schoolwork. So even though homeschooling was a little bit more flexible, I wasn't able to get that real job and I just stuck to babysitting. All three of us sisters took ballet together and it was just another part of my life where I didn't feel like I could be different or stand out. I was just grouped in with my sisters because it was convenient for our mom to drop us off all at the same place and at the same time. I'm not saying that she was wrong in doing that. I just didn't feel like I was able to make my own choice as to what I wanted to pursue. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you're taking ballet classes five days a week, it's something you should be passionate about, and I simply was not. I think it's important, too, to find something you like doing as a young adult, and just seeing John's love for soccer enter into his adult life through coaching and a recreational league is really lovely, and I love supporting him in that hobby. Yeah, I think that's really cool when you can bring that into your adult life for sure. Yeah, and especially when it's something active, it's an easier and more fun thing to do than to go to the gym. Oh, for sure. It's easier to play soccer every week if it's something you enjoy and have enjoyed for a really long time. So you had mentioned really briefly that first job that you were trying to get in your junior year, but tell me when you got it and then how that experience was for you. So my first real job besides babysitting was working at a frozen yogurt shop in our mall. And I did not get that job until I was a freshman. I think I I was just starting in college. And it was around the time that frozen yogurt was becoming really popular. So it came up to New York. And I think it first started getting really popular in Virginia. So these owners came from Virginia to New York because it was kind of an untouched area. And I did not like that job at all. I was their first employee and I was pretty much the one that lasted the longest because everyone kept quitting because it was just so boring to work there. I think I lasted about eight months. So I just didn't love that job. And after that, I started working in the cafe business as a barista and loved that so much more. 
Yeah, the cafe business has a little bit more um, social interaction with people. You get to see people around your age group and Mm -hmm. you get to be creative. Exactly. It's more creative and fun. You get to work with other people your age, Mm -hmm. whereas in the frozen yogurt shop, I was just working with the two owners who would work literally all the time. So it was just a very boring job and the cafe lifestyle seemed much more interesting to me and it definitely was. Yeah, for sure. So you also were just talking about how you started this job in your freshman year of college. So tell me about that college experience also and what major you chose and why you chose that major. Tell me about it. So I chose photography when I started going to college and I thought it was something I really wanted to pursue at the time. The idea of being a wedding photographer really excited me. Yeah, and now you're kind of toying with that idea, but you're not settled on it yet. So I haven't told a ton of people yet, but I'm trying to get back into photography and the wedding industry and just see where that takes me. And what were your initial thoughts after graduating? I knew that I had accomplished something great by graduating and getting a diploma. I was an honor student and had great grades, but I didn't feel like I had any next steps in place. I thought I would go on to intern with a studio or a wedding photographer, but after I started working on my own, I knew it was not something I wanted to do anymore. So I'm a perfectionist at heart, and when you're just starting out with anything really, it's not going to be perfect. So I started shooting senior pictures for some of my younger friends and family and also had the experience of being a photographer for a couple small weddings. I wasn't happy with the final products and I could tell that the clients weren't super satisfied either. It hurts me inside knowing that I couldn't give them exactly what they were envisioning and that they were also paying me for it, even though it wasn't really anything substantial it's still money and they were paying me and I didn't feel like I gave them a good enough service. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to do something that your, your whole heart is in it and you're super passionate about. Yeah. And I just wanted to be good at it at the beginning. And I didn't know that you're not going to be good at it in the beginning. So it's not, I don't even know if it was about passion because I feel like I was still super passionate about it, but I didn't have a great camera at the time and I didn't have the money to buy a better camera and I just thought that I would never be able to save up enough money to get to that point where I could actually make people happy without having to go in debt and I was so scared of debt at the time like I'd never taken out a loan so I just didn't want to put in the money to actually be able to make a better product for my clients. Right. Yeah, it's definitely an investment. Mm -hmm. So we touched a little bit about this last week when you were interviewing me, but do you think choosing a more specific degree rather than a general one helped you decide what you wanted to do in your career or did it influence you in different ways? What do you think? I think choosing a specific degree instead of a liberal arts degree is far more productive. If you know what you want to do with your life, you should just go for it. And actually, John and I were just talking about this the other night 
like what we would have our future children do if they didn't have a clear idea of what they wanted to go to college for. And I think back then, if I would have changed anything, I would have waited on college and interned or shadowed with people working in a variety of jobs that interested me. I think back then I was too quiet and shy to reach out to people in that way and I didn't really want to either. I was too concerned with getting a degree and then moving on with my life. But again, I just wasn't prepared for those next steps. I think at that point, I just thought that you needed to get a degree and then everything else would follow. And that's very naive. But when you're that young, you're not thinking about the next steps. You need someone to come alongside of you and tell you, hey, you should really intern with a wedding photographer or, hey, you should really shadow somebody at the hospital and see if maybe being a nurse would be something you'd be interested in. But I didn't have that type of counsel or someone telling me that it would be great for you to just get your feet wet in a lot of different areas and see if that's something you would like. That is like a gem of wisdom because... A lot of young people, especially at 18, you're so highly influenced by just the standards of when you graduate high school, you go on to college. And I think that's so wise to kind of go in several different directions that are your heart is being pulled towards and seeing what resonates with you. Yeah, and even stuff that you may not even think that you like. Maybe your friend is interested in something and they're interning or they're shadowing or they're taking a class on it. And I would say just do that. What are other people interested in? Even watching TV shows, something that's really been interesting to me is lawyers, detectives, and people who just investigate crimes and murder scenes. That's always been super interesting to me. And I almost think that in another life, I would have gone to school to be either a lawyer or a private investigator. 100% that would be you would be so detailed about everything. And it's so funny because that is my type one Enneagram like job. Oh, really? So when I first figured out that I was a type one after mistyping myself as a six and a five for a while, I would always Google type five Enneagram jobs and type six Enneagram jobs. And they all came up with things that I am passionate about in hobbies. Mm. So I think journalism, writing, and photography were all type five and six jobs. And then as soon as I figured out that I was actually type one, I went and Googled type one Enneagram jobs. And it came up with a judge, a lawyer, an investigator, a cop, like things like that. Wow. Yeah. Very detail oriented and black and white type of jobs. My type values fairness and what is right versus what is wrong. I was like, that's so interesting that it came up with all these law type of jobs. Now you said in another life I would do, I would go to school, but so you're, are you kind of closing school off for your future or are you open to it? So I think being a lawyer is definitely out of the picture because that's a lot of schooling and I want to hopefully start a family in the next few years. So going to school for a lawyer Mm -hmm. is not in the books for me. Right. That makes sense. So speaking of what are you doing today as your career? So after being a barista for about seven years, I changed course last year and started working in a corporate bank here in the area. I've been doing that for about eight months and it's just really boring. It does pay the bills, but I know that I meant to do something greater in this life. 
It's only a temporary position, thankfully, that ends in October. So hopefully I'll have some guidance as to what steps I want to take next. And I think it will be definitely more in the creative field. I'm definitely hoping so. I can see you doing those creative things. Speaking of creative, what are some hobbies that you've had over the years and currently right now? So I've always had a passion for writing and I've had a blog since around 2013 and also a personal journal since I was 16 years old. Right now I've been enjoying spending a lot of time settling into my new home with my husband John and making it our home. We also just finished a deck project and a small vegetable garden that I'm super excited about. It's so cute. (laughs) I know we have our first cherry tomato. (laughs) I'm so excited. I'm like, oh, I'm going to provide for this family. Yes. Oh my goodness. Also going a little bit more towards serious, I guess. How has your walk with God changed over the years? My walk with God has been pretty steady over the last few years. I feel like it was not really a priority growing up, although I knew from right and wrong based on what I read and what I was taught in the scriptures. I think it really changed drastically around 2016 when I realized that the second life I was living was making me feel really awful. I knew I wasn't living the life that I believed in and I knew that I also had to change. I think that's when I started really prioritizing having that quiet time spent with God and around the time I also started my prayer journal as well. That has been honestly the best thing to look back on, by the way. If you don't have a prayer journal, I highly recommend starting one. Just seeing the struggles I have faced and overcome with God's help and also what was important to me years ago, that never even comes to my mind today. I've actually, I think I've journaled maybe a couple prayers. I can like count them on my hand, but I think that's something I'll have to start doing. Yeah, it's been really encouraging, especially since I enjoy writing. It's something creative that I get to share with God every single morning. It just makes me feel closer to God. Yeah. So when COVID restrictions are over, what do you think is the first thing you'll do with all that freedom? Honestly, I think I'm just going to go to a restaurant and have a date night with John. We haven't had a dinner date night out since before our wedding, and I cannot wait to get dressed up and spend a night out in the town with him. And also just having a million people over and hanging out with them too. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely, 100%. And to cap it off, I just wanted to end with the same question that we had last week. What kind of advice would you give a fellow 20-something-year-old based on the things you've learned from these experiences that we talked about today? So I think the biggest thing for me and my life is to just be patient. Throughout my whole life, I've always had that in the back of my mind to just keep persevering and to wait for God's timing. Even right now, I'm going through a season and I have to be patient. God knows what's best for you. You're always going to be in some type of season and you have to rest in God and be patient, always trusting in him. Definitely. Well, thank you, Emily, for sharing your story and a little bit about your past and how you became the person that you are today. Oh, you're welcome. Happy to share about my life. (laughs) I got through it. (laughs) You did. Well, guys, we will see you on the podcast next week. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode as we learned a little bit more about Emily. As always, thanks for listening to another Real Talk with Real Sisters. We'll see you next week on the podcast.